0: Hello and welcome to the fourth and final part of this Scottish Government podcast on the European Commission's proposals for the Common Agricultural Policy 2014-2020. to This part of the podcast looks at rules which are common to both Pillar 1 and Pillar 2 of the CAP and then the next steps in Scotland and in Europe. The rules which apply to both Pillar 1 and Pillar 2 of the Common Agricultural Policy will be housed in what's known as the horizontal regulation in the proposals. They include a lot of rules which are relevant to the member state's authorities but not to the individual farmers. Things like inspection regimes, audit requirements and so on. But importantly for farmers, they also include the cross-compliance rules. The proposed new cross-compliance regime retains the two elements from the current cross-compliance rules. The statutory management requirements and the rules on good agricultural and environmental condition. The statutory management requirements are pieces of European legislation on issues like animal and plant health, environmental protection, food safety and animal welfare which farmers should be complying with anyway because they're part of European law but putting them in the cross-compliance mechanism gives an additional way of enforcing them. Under the current regime there are 18 statutory management requirements The Commission's proposal is to remove some of the existing requirements, in particular in the area of animal health, to bring the number down from 18 to 13. However, the Commission also proposes that once the Water Framework Directive and the Directive on Sustainable Use of Pesticides have been fully implemented in all Member States, then these two directives also would be added to the statutory management requirements list, and therefore we may end up with a total of 15 compared with the current 18 SMRs. The other part of cross-compliance is the rules on good agricultural and environmental condition of land, the so-called GEEK rules. Under the current regime, there are eight compulsory GEEK standards, which every member state has to apply, and six optional GEEK standards. The Commission's proposal for the new regime is to reduce that to eight requirements. However, some requirements have been simply moved rather than removed altogether. So, for instance, the requirement to retain permanent pasture is no longer in the GEEK rules, but has been moved to be a condition of the greening payment. And the ability to apply a minimum stocking density has been removed from GEEK and put into the definition of agricultural activity. There is a new GEEK standard which is proposed to be introduced, entitled Protection of Wetland and Carbon-Rich Soils, Including a Ban on First Ploughing. This, of course, is potentially significant for Scotland because we have a high proportion of carbon-rich soils, but we're still seeking confirmation from the European Commission as to exactly what it would entail. The penalty regime for breaches of cross-compliance rules is proposed to be pretty much the same as it is at present. Penalties can take account of the severity, the extent and the timescale of the breach. In the case of minor breaches, the penalty can be waived and a sliding scale of penalties is set depending on whether the breach is through negligence or is intentional, and depending whether it's a one-off or a repeated breach. The proposed horizontal regulation merely sets out the framework for these rules with the details to be set by the Commission in their delegated acts. The Scottish Government's view on these proposals for cross-compliance is that we're rather disappointed. Essentially, the cross-compliance regime and the penalties attached to it are very much the same as the current cross-compliance rules and we've said many times that the current rules are not acceptable. Too often they lead to penalties which are out of proportion with the seriousness of the breach that's taken place and therefore we will be lobbying hard for a simplification of the cross-compliance regime and for a penalty system which makes the punishment fit the crime. That completes our description of the content of the European Commission's proposals for the CAP 2014-2020. to Now just a few words on the next steps in Scotland and in Europe. In Scotland, we will shortly be launching a consultation exercise to seek stakeholders' views on these proposals. This consultation will focus on those aspects of the CAP which are going to be fixed in the European negotiations. There are very important elements of the CAP which will be decided separately within Scotland, for instance what to put in the next SRDP or how to design the new direct payment framework, but those things will be subject to a separate consultation at a later date. The next steps in Europe will be a negotiation process known as co-decision. In the co-decision process, the Council of Ministers and the European Parliament each separately look at the European Commission's proposals. The Council and the Parliament both give the proposals a first reading and then a second reading. If at either of those stages they're able to reach agreement, then the legislation is passed. If by the end of the second reading they still haven't agreed, then there's a so-called conciliation procedure which aims to thrash out the final differences and get the final version of the legislation agreed. The European Commission would love this to happen by the end of 2012 or 2013, however it seems more realistic to expect it to happen at some later date during 2013. Then there'll be the process of adopting the detailed European implementing rules through the so-called delegated acts procedure and the process of Scotland taking our own decisions, making our own legislation, designing our forms, writing our guidance and so on. So whilst the European Commission would be very pleased if the new system was in place by the 1st of January 2014, it may be that the 1st of January 2015 is a more realistic prospect. That completes this Scottish Government podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful. We hope very much that you'll respond to our consultation exercise and we look forward to hearing from you on what you think the future CAP should look like.